following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Campin' Out, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys training camp on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And now your host, Shannon Gross. Hey, 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 look who is at training camp. What is up, everybody? Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, one half of Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> and we have a very special guest on a very special show. You guys have been putting up with these other shows ever since we've been out of training camp. Now you get to tune in to the fun show. We are going to have fun on this show the entire time we're at training camp. We're going to be called Camping Out. One half of Hanging with the Boys, and then we're going to have special guests that we're probably going to rotate the whole time we're at camp. And we are kicking it off with the most special of special oh, guests. I like, that. I like most special. We might just try to steal him from the break. He does guest appearances on the break every week during the season. And if we really like him and he gels really well with me and, and the big guy here, we might not let him go oh. back to the break. Please welcome to the show – Mr. Bucky Brooks, the NFL Network. How you doing, Bucky? Man, I'm I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Who who knew? Who knew that I could be um swiped and hijacked? But you know, well, you probably can't. Open. But we 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 do a lot of things on our show that we're not supposed to do. Oh, so we might just try to. Every make now that happen. You know, all I know is you're Giannis. You're the Greek freak. <laughs> I mean, I like. I want to see how but, you do but, this. But, but, Where are you going but, with but, this? But I'm telling you, you don't have Middleton. And all those other guys with that break show. I don't. All right. I don't. <laughs> so I don't have those other guys. You better come on over here. We ready, homie. Okay. We ready. Okay. That's okay. all I need I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I need someone. Uh, I need, someone. I need yeah. to know, are you, are you Drew Holiday picking up 94 That's feet? What, uh, 94 feet. <laughs> 94 feet. Chris Paul. Okay. We, we will ruin him. <laughs> you know who Chris Paul is? Derek Eagleton. Oh. We will ruin you. Here we yes. go. Here yes. we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, fellas, I am super excited because you know what? It actually feels like training camp and yeah. almost like a normal training camp. There's some things that are a little bit different and things we're still adapting to, but compared to last year, things are on their way back to normal. We're able to, to go watch practice. We have fans in the stands. We've got player interaction. We're able to, you know, we, we're getting press conferences back, so – and the California weather, man. You cannot beat the weather. It's nice. It is nice. I mean, it is nice. Nice, cool day out here. Yeah. You're out there. The grass looked like it was cut nice and low. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. You get all the smells. Get the smells, the football yeah. smells. I mean, all know? of it. It was, it, was, it was a nice, very, very comfortable day one of training camp. I, I kind of like what I saw. So, let me ask this question right quick. Like, uh, how will we – would we just get special appearances with you coming to camp, watching the players? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's every day. guys, guys in the neighborhood. Get you every day. Oh, I don't know if we can give me every day. He's like, you gotta have to find a sponsor that can pony up some little stuff to, you know, some treats. We didn't budget yeah. for that, Nate. Uh, yeah. for that. But I will be here frequently to, to check in a few times a week just to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really like what I saw. Like to be able to get this close to the team, as you talked about, we've been locked down for like a year and some change where we really yeah. haven't been able to get to them and touch them and get a feel for what they're doing. It was exciting to see them practicing, to see the Cowboys practicing, and to really get a feel for, I would say, this new era with Mike McCarthy teaming up with Dan Quinn and those guys kind of putting their own stamp on the team. Wow. What did what – did, see, this is – the talent is to my right. 
I yes, just sir. try to keep the thing in between the ditches. This is where all the insight and the good stuff. So I'm going to educate myself during this show. Okay. First day of training camp, no pads, no real – You don't, we won't really see anything till Saturday, right? Yes, when sir. The, when the hitting starts, the good yeah. stuff. When, a, but when what, the bumping starts. What can you take away from today just seeing the guys out there together? What are you looking for, Bucky? Well, one, I, I just want to see the, the Christmas of everything, like – Everything that you talk about in OTAs, you're putting all the stuff in. You got the X's and O's in and all that other stuff. But it doesn't become real until you get to training camp. Before then, you're just kind of practicing and kind of experimenting and seeing what you like. But then you have that long period where they, they went away for four, six weeks. Now they're back. They got the playbook refined, and you see it. And the thing that you want to see immediately, are they sharp? Are they crisp? Do the guys look like they're in shape? Because everyone has been away. And I would say, first sight. They look pretty good in terms of just the way they move. And all eyes were on number four, Dak Prescott, yep. right? Yep. So you want to see what does Dak Prescott look? How's the ball coming out of his hands? More importantly, how does he move around? And with the Cowboys doing, I don't know if you checked this out, Nate, Mm-mm. it seemed like they were doing a whole lot of bootlegs. Yeah. A lot more bootlegs yeah. than we had seen from them. And he was getting on the move in the, per- the perimeter. You like that. So that tells me he has a lot of confidence in his ankle. And they obviously have a lot of confidence in where he is with his athleticism. You know, and it, but Bucky, I know that you 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 do a great job of watching things. But I was stuck today. Are you in the trenches? Yeah, I was stuck. I, I, I you got, know where he's going the first day. He's with the big <laughs> right, right in the He got to go look huh? for the big guys. I, I didn't even. Somebody said, "Oh," and it, it was Dak throwing a bad pass. That's how that's expected. You know, he's not going to be as sharp. And they said, "What are you looking at?" I'm some looking at number seventy-one. I'm looking at Lyle Collins. He's slimmed up. I don't up. know how much weight he's lost. He is slimmed up. But he's quick. He looks good. Like you say, he was crisp. He was snapping. I mean, I watched several guys, but the one guy that kind of just got him off the, off the gun was Gregory. But that's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he's not been, what, a whole year? Yeah. So he was crisp. You knew the president, and that's Zach Martin was crisp. But then Had the big my guy boy like on the left tackle, I would load managing. I, I, I know that's weird in football. Mm-hmm. But it's nowhere in the world. If I could, if the Cowboys are blowing somebody out, why? You know, you want him there at the end of the season. Yeah, right? I want him there at the end of the season. But I, the first day they were crisp. I, I I don't know what what they're doing. I don't right. know if they're in this CrossFit thing or whatever. But right. I noticed that Tyron Smith decided to interview with the shirt off. Oh yeah. And you know, Nate, I I mean, I, I'm I'm be honest with you. I ain't really trying to see them them big uglies with right. the shirt off. But right. he built he's built differently. When he you, is cut up. He is. He looks like a different. And you keep hearing him say, "This is the best shape that I've ever been in." And man, look, the work that he's put in certainly is reflected in the way that his body is. Constructed. When you see a three hundred pound man that has abs, that's that's a whole yeah, other level. You know. You know what, man? You ever have when abs I've, in your career? Yeah, yeah, I did. It, it, it like a thirty pack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling. When I first saw him ever, and I looked at him. I said, wow, man, that's a nice defensive lineman. I said, Boy. I said, did we draft him? They're like, Nate, that's the kid we've been telling you about from USC. That's Tyron. I walked up to him and said, man, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I've ne- I-, I had to get out to 240 pounds before I had just one little, <laughs> yeah. one little ab. Yeah. This dude walking around with 300 pounds like that, man. Yeah. And this, he hasn't looked like that since his rookie year. I mean, just the, the, the tightness of it. Oh, I mean, it was really tight and compact. And so you talk right. about him 
and Leo Collins coming back. Yes. And then you think about Zach Martin. Yes, sir. Returning. So now you begin to talk about this offense and what the potential could be, particularly with number four behind there. Yeah. Oh, man, it looks good. And then it must have been a memo that circulated because Zeke Elliott also looked like he was fit and trim. You see that video of him on social media with his shirt off? Yeah, I I saw that, but then just just watching him walk around and Mm -hmm. you see him making sure he takes it 25 yards past the line of scrimmage every time. Motivate. Look, it's, it's day one. But day one, they checked off a lot of boxes in terms of passing the eyeball test. Coach, let me tell you something. I, I call back to our old, our old show, hanging with the boys. And, and it's I'm our the old show. It's still our show. It's still our show. I'm the only Zeke lover, right? <laughs> I'm the only Zeke <laughs> in love with. I remember when Zeke, Zeke went to deep right. They handed it off. He was going to deep. Stopped on his dime. Yeah. Spent back and went left. Yeah. And, and everybody went crazy. And at that time, I was on. I said, "Boy, I said Zeke. I said Zeke is back, y'all." Zeke is full blast, and the oh, offensive yeah. line is intact. And I, you know, they start hating on me, dog. Is, yeah. it, is there something – you got Lyle that looks like he's in the best shape of his life. You got Tyron that looks like a beast. Yeah. Zeke looks like he's back right. physically to his college days. Yes. Is there something about everybody's showing up in shape, and these are all the veteran guys. These are the guys that all the new guys are looking up to. Is there something maybe that's clicked with their mentality and they realize – we got to do this now. Pride. It was embarrassing for the last team year. at time mm-hmm. last year. Uh, defensively, they couldn't stop anybody for the majority of the season. Offensively, they, they never really found their stride. Zeke had a very disappointing year by his standards. I mean, even Amari Cooper didn't necessarily play to that standard that we're accustomed to seeing him play. Some of that is due to the quarterback issues. But, yeah, the pride. When you finish the way that they finished last year, you knew. Mike McCarthy and everybody, everyone is on notice. Got to pick up the play. Got to perform to the standard. And so it's a new year. And they can look around the NFC and see, look, the NFC East is, is right there for them. They can take the NFC East if they do what they're supposed to do. I think that gives them a chance. And, look, when you think about Tampa Bay going from, what, 7-9 to then being a Super Bowl champion, I think that also gives some optimism to the team. Hey, we can turn around quickly in a year. We could be in that conversation. Who's, the, who's their biggest competition in the East, you think, going into the season? You know, it's tough because if you, you talk about all the quarterbacks, I mean, Dak Prescott would rank the top. I would say the Washington football team, to me, is mm-hmm. the best because I think they have the best defense. Right. Everyone will talk about the Giants and the weapons. I'm just not convinced that their weapons are exactly what some would say they are. I still think they have a ways to go, and I don't necessarily trust the quarterback in a battle, in a shootout in the fourth quarter. Is Daniel Jones going to be able to make enough plays to get them over the line? Who, who do you like? Who you like, Nate? Who you like in the East? Great minds, man. Great minds <laughs> thinking like. And see, he, you know, it, 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 what I love about Ms. Brooks is they didn't even mention Philadelphia. Because <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> don't even know who they is. Yeah, I keep right, telling right. people, say, Nate, that's bad grammar, is. They don't know who they is, okay? So I'm with you 100%. 100%. Ditto. Ditto to the game, baby. It's, it's the Washington football team and their defense. The difference is the guy that they had playing quarterback before Alex Smith was going to take care of the ball. Yes, sir. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a double agent. He's going to give them some, but he's also going to give you some. And so it just depends on which Ryan Fitzpatrick shows up each week (laughs) to determine whether they're going to win. Because defensively, they're top-notch. It's offensively. They want more, but in trying to get more, they're also taking more risk because he is going to throw the ball to the other team. Speaking of throwing the ball to the other team, Nate, we'll start with you. What is what is scared to ask this question? Right. 
What is your expectation out of this defense? This our, year? our defense? Our defense. The Cowboys' defense. The first six weeks, none. Learn the defense. I hope Coach Quinn get in there and give them some momentum. Uh, Joe Witt, I hope they teach these guys. Uh, Coach Edwards, Joy, teach these guys the technique. Don't overwhelm them. Put them in the right spot and let them run to the football. Those first six weeks, just maintain. Get better a little bit each week. By the seventh and eighth week, I'm expecting for them to make leaps and bounds. So you're not panicking the first six no, weeks I, if I they look like I they can't. did last year. We're dealing with free agents and rookies. We should be starting several rookies this year. Not, not wondering what they're going to do in practice. They are practicing with the first team. Not wondering, okay, when do I put him in in the third game? No, he's supposed to be in the first game. So we got to take some chances on defense. Coach Johnson did it with us. He just said, you know what, I got to scrap this defense. If you can let Randy White go, you can let a whole lot of people go. So he let Randy White go, and then we just went to a whole new defense, and boom, he let these guys play. You drafted them, and they are there. The only guy that's going to be missing and it's going to hurt him is Tristan Hill. Everybody else is it's full go. No, the one thing that stood out to me in watching practice, Dan Quinn is trying to kiss the defense, meaning yeah. he wants to keep it simple, stupid. Right, right, When right. you look at them, they're playing what I would call a high school coverage, high school fronts, things that allow them to play fast. On the grass, it looked like the defense was playing fast, and there were a lot of young guys that were in there, yes. flying to the ball, running to the ball, doing some things. That said, as simple as I would say that it is, he did have a little creativity. I noticed that Michael Parsons, Jalen Smith, and Leighton Vander Esch were on the field. I noticed that there were times where Jalen Smith had his hand in the dirt as a defensive end when they went to a little bit of a bare front. They had Keanu Neal coming in and doing some things. So as simple as the coverage around it may be, I think he's trying to put the complexity in the front and how they attack the offensive line by using different fronts, different packages, but keeping the umbrella behind it pretty much the same. And you know what? You know what? Good teams, uh, Bucky, I don't, a lot of people don't agree with me with it. Good teams can take the players that they have and line them up in different places. Yeah. And you will think, looking for that mis mismatch. Not so much to confuse other teams, but to get them the better, the better play, player on player. And, and I think that's what Coach Quinn is going to do. Because when he had that thing running in Seattle, and even with his early time in, in, with Atlanta, he didn't do a lot, a whole lot of package changing, but a lot of players moved around. What, what would you do, Bucky, with this linebacker core that they have now? We had some fans ask us out there, and Nate and I do this right. little show before practice, ask us, what do you do? You got Parsons in the mix. You got Jabril Cox in the mix. I think everybody's really excited about those young guys. Then you got Jalen that had been, you know, mm -hmm. living up to expectations. You got Leighton that's had some injury issues. And then you got a bunch of role players that are in the mix as well. What, what would you do or what do you expect the Cowboys to do with this linebacker core? Well, based on what they, they're showing, they're trying to find roles for everybody. And I think Dan Quinn is going to stand in front of the defense and team meetings and say, hey, be a star in your role, whatever that role is. Some weeks your role have, may have greater importance and greater priority based on what the game plan is against the team that we're playing. Other weeks you may – not see as many snaps. So everyone is going to have to sacrifice a little bit. I think the big thing, how are they going to utilize Michael Parsons? Michael Parsons is the most dynamic and explosive athlete that they have on their roster at the linebacker position. He is someone who can enhance their pass rush. We've seen that. We've seen what he's been able to do when he comes off the edge. 
He even said it after practice. I've been working with linebackers and pass rushers doing individual. There's a plan in place for them to upgrade the pass rush by utilizing number 11. The wild card of the unit to me is number nine, Jalen Smith. Which one is going to show up? Mm -hmm. Because if the good one shows up, the Pro Bowl caliber player that showed up in 2018, 2019, oh, that's the one that we want to see. But if the guy from the last couple of years that were kind of lollygagging and not running to the ball, that one can't help. And I think he'll find his, himself on the bench. If they can get him to play and Leighton Vander Esch to remain healthy, oh, this linebacker core could be a problem. It's just a matter of the unknowns. Who is going to show up and how are they going to play? So let me ask Jabril, the kid from LSU. What if this guy start to flash? I, I think it's a good problem. Good problem to have. Yeah, yeah I, but, I think, I think, but it's see, a, I think it's a good problem to have. My, my, my deal is. What are you doing with it, Nate? What are you doing well, if he starts to flash? I, I don't like a – I don't like – me personally, I know it's a new NFL and it's about packages. I like certain players on the field all the time. Like Michael Parsons, never. I don't care if it's punt return. Okay, you, we got to find a place for you. <laughs> I, certain guys I don't want off the field. If this guy can be – the mm -hmm. Parsons that they think he can be, I never want him off the field. Like Leighton, his rookie year, I never wanted him off the field. Jalen, I never, I never want good players off the field. And that's what I'm looking for from Parsons. And I'm, and I'm thinking in my mind, who is the next guy? Well, I mean, I, I, I think this is Parsons, if he understands it, if the game isn't too fast, fast for him one, early, yeah. he has to stay on the field. He has to be a three-down player. Right. I think that's their intent, especially if you can put him – opposite Randy Gregory times and maybe kick down Demarcus Lawrence and do some creative things right. to get those three guys on the field hunting the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think the bigger thing that Dan Quinn has to assess is where's Jalen Smith right now in his career in terms of his ability to produce big plays? Is he athletic enough to be on the field or do we have to take him off the field on third down? That then creates an opportunity for Cox, Jabril Cox. Yeah. What do you do with him? And then Keanu Neal was put at Weak side linebacker for a reason. That is Dan Quinn's guy. Yes. So yes. what is the role? He didn't come just to occupy a seat on the bench. So there's some bigger plan in place. We just have to figure out how do the puzzle pieces fit together. Dan Quinn mentioned him a couple of times. Tell Cowboys fans, what are we getting with Dan Quinn and what should we expect? What's the expectation with him in charge of the defense? Well, the expectation is if you had a chance to, to watch him today on the practice field, Man, he's a coach. He's a teacher. I don't know how other guys did it before if they stood in front of the lectern and just talked about philosophy. Dan Quinn likes to put his feet in the grass. He was down there working with the D linemen. More so, you typically don't see D coordinators that involve. It's one thing to be around the position group. It's another thing to be leading the D line individual drills, which is what he was doing. Then after practice, spending one-on-one -on -one time with Michael Parsons, on the grass, going through some things, talking about pass rush, pass rush techniques and those things. He is a teacher who is going to teach beyond just the premise and the philosophy of the defense. He is going to work with the technique when it comes to the front seven. And we know it. The better the front seven, the better the secondary. Because the front seven affects the back end more than the back end can affect the front seven. If they can get the front seven right where they can dominate in the trenches, oh, the defense becomes much easier for everybody involved. Nate, as a player, Bucky, Bucky mentioned he's a hands-on guy. As a player, does that mean more to you when a, when a coordinator or a coach gets in there with you and he's, and he's 
hands-on with you rather than just talking at you? He's talking to with you, or does it, does it really matter as a player? A lot of people talk about watching film and the importance of watching film. Mm-hmm. When you get a guy that's hands-on and watch, that means he's watching you. But now as an off, a defensive offensive coordinator, you can't watch each individual guy while you're out there on the field. That means that Coach Quinn is watching film of not other teams per se, but of his players. What can we do to help this guy get better? If he can do this, let's see, can he do this? So he's while he's working with these guys and teaching them, he's tweaking, and he's, he's tweaking in his mind his defense too. Okay, yeah, he can't do it totally what we need him to do, but he can do this. So when you take a coach that takes a personal interest in you and your abilities, that ain't nothing like it, man. Ain't nothing like it. And, and then if you have success in what he's teaching you, the bond is, boy, it's unbreakable. It is unbreakable. And that's part of the reason why simplicity really allows you to do that. Because right. when you're so simple in what you do from a schematic standpoint, now you spend all of your time devoted to improving and refining the techniques and then trying to plug and play the right players to play the defense the way that you want it. And so the quicker that the guys can master the scheme, the more that they can do the detailed things to become better players. And I think that is the thing that we're seeing. Let me ask this question real quick. Okay, when you talk about on the back end, what, what explain to us as just layman, what are we looking at? We're looking at two deep safeties, corners up. What are we, corners back? What are we so, looking at? So, so it's funny because, like, d- depending on how you feel about the Rod Marinelli, Chris Richard era, right. some of those same things are going to reappear in this defense. Right. The difference will be where Rod Marinelli really loved Tampa 2, two deep safeties, right. hard corners rolled up, right. force a four-man rush, force the quarterback to throw checkdowns, rally and chase right. the ball. This is more of a three-deep concept from Dan Quinn. Right. He wants to have a safety always in the post. Not allowing that. We remember last year in the Seattle Seahawks game, right, right. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett running free right. down the middle of the field. They want to close the post and not allow the middle of the field to be open. They're going to play cover three and cover one, right. meaning they're going to play a, a, a three-deep zone, four underneath, spot dropping, eyes on the quarterback, reading and reacting to the, the ball was thrown, and they're going to put a premise on effort and energy. Right. Rod Marinelli, Chris right. Rashad talked right. about that. Right. They're going to play man-to-man on the outside. Cat defense. You got that cat? I got that cat. We're going to lock up and play. Maybe a little blitzing with that. And so it allows the players to know exactly what I have on every play. There's not a lot of complexity and ambiguity in terms of, hey, well, if he goes here, nope. This is where we're in. We're playing. We know exactly how to play, and we work on those other routes. I like it. I like it. All right, let's take our first break. Might take two, might take one. We might go for 30 <laughs> minutes. We might go for an hour. We don't really know. Uh, but I'm learning. I'm learning, and I want to continue learning. So we will take a break, and we will come back. This is Camping Out. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Bucky Brooks will be back in, what, about two and a half minutes. Hang with us. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Camp It Out. Welcome back to Camp It Out. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Bucky Brooks. And we have our we have our fan club in here with us, Chris Beam, William Boykins. Thanks for manning the ones and twos and keeping us on the air. At least I hope we're on the air. We'll find out after the show's over. But if, it, if we are, thanks for keeping us on. And, Bucky, I know the answer to this question for Nate. It's a big hell yeah for Nate. But, Bucky, does your Cowboy fandom go beyond the game? Does it go beyond the game? Let's well, you know see. what? Let me fill you in on a little more information. <laughs> The NFL Fan of the Year contest is back, and we're relaunching the search for the extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. You, Bucky, you can nominate yourself, or you can nominate Nate or anyone else for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in L.A. You wouldn't have to drive very far to go to that, Bucky. No, I wouldn't. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year, which our own William Boykins built that page that you can go sign up on today. <laughs> so go check that out. All right. Fellas, we talked about the defense. We talked about Coach Quinn. The question I have for you, we'll start with you on this one, Bucky. Mm-hmm. How the hell are defenses going to cover this offense? It's going to be a problem. I mean, we saw there was a problem last year, mm-hmm. um, despite the defensive woes, because the defensive woes really took away from us being able to appreciate how good the offense was playing. With Dak Prescott. When Dak Prescott injured, he was averaging 422 passing yards per game. That's a ridiculous production. And then even though Zeke was having an off year, when you think about the return of Leo Collins, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, being able to line up in 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, and really force the defense to declare who are we trying to stop and who are we going to double team on offense. Are we trying to stop the run? Well, now you got one-on-one with everyone on the outside. If you're intending to stop the pass, now you got a light box and Zeke Elliott can find his way. If you're trying to fudge the defense where you're trying to play in the box and take away Amari Cooper, well, Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. So the options are available for the Cowboys to attack in a variety of ways, and it appears that they've done some tweaking to their approach that will allow it to be even easier with some of this misdirection passing game where they can use more play action, more deception, more misdirection to create even bigger plays down the field. How you covering them, Nate? They scoring 50 a game? I I told you, man. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, and I hate to use these references because I don't like the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't like Giannis, but you got to build a wall. <laughs> How can you not you like Giannis? He's one of the <laughs> the best a, guys in the league. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Boston not... Celtics fan, oh, and there's okay. no way in the world I'm going to ever oh. love anybody that's in that <laughs> conference. So forget Giannis. But he's a good dude. He seems like a he's good a dude. He's a great man. He, he Coach Buck, what a, what's the coach? Boone Hoser. Coach, he, yeah, don't he, try to pronounce that, he please. He kissed up to him and said, he's a better man off the court than he is on the court. But the on the court kept you your job, brother. Anyway, <laughs> I love Giannis. He proved everybody wrong. But that is what the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to do. You're going to have to build a wall. I don't know how you build that wall because it's just too many players. And you got the right guy in, in number four running the show. The uh, offensive coordinator is a year older. The offensive line is intact, and the, the worst thing in the world for the league is that this offensive line stay healthy. This offensive line stay healthy. It's over. All we need is for that defense to mature. Is this an offense the way it's constructed now, which you got Blake Jarwin back, which is a, I think is going to be a huge problem. You got Tony Pollard, use him the right ways, and then mm-hmm. you got Zeke, and you got the wide receivers, and you got the – is this an offense that's going to dictate the defense? I think so. I mean, I think, it, I think it has to because no matter what we say, I mean, I love Dak Prescott. But when number 21 is right, it changes the math. You got because, There you go, Nate. Because when, 20, when 21 is right, if he's fit and trim and he's playing at the level that we've seen him play at in the past, now you have a problem because now you've got to play a plus one defense. You've got to drop another defender in the box. And then it becomes how often are we going to roll the dice with that with Amari Cooper and CDN? CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup on the outside. How much one-on-one do we want to play against those guys to contain Zeke? Because the issue was earlier, well, is Dak Prescott good enough to beat us with his arm? And he's proven over the last two years that, oh, he absolutely can ring up big numbers in the passing game. And so now you're like, okay, well, we, we don't want to stop Zeke. We want to take away the big plays in the passing game. When else the slow drip of Ezekiel Elliott just salting away games 20 to 25 carries, 100, 120 yards, that is a problem. And with Tony Pollard showing last year that he can get in there and get you six to eight, eight to ten touches and make some plays, it does become a balanced issue. I think the bigger thing is going to be if you're killing more, don't make the play sheet too big. Thank you. Don't make it. Look, I know we're not supposed to talk about sponsors on here, but don't make it look like a Cheesecake Factory menu. I don't want all the <laughs> options on everything. Cut it down nice and tight so you can figure out how to get the ball to the players. And the one advice I would give them, I would say, hey, man, players, not plays. Just remain the pecking order of the players. 21, make sure Amari Cooper gets his touches. Make sure CeeDee Lamb, those get, guys get touches. Don't worry about the designs. Make sure we get it like them old Cowboys used to do. Yeah. Michael Irvin was going to get his. Emmett was going to get his. Novacek, it was going to be those three, and then the other guys would get there when they get theirs. Keep the main thing the main thing. Don't make it complicated. Nate, does that sound familiar? Throw the ball, loosen up the game, and then put it in the running back's hand and salt away the game at the end. That's like you're driving down to South Dallas and pulling over to the barbecue joint. They ain't got but brisket and short ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? (laughs) You know, you want some fries? Hey, we got that. Other than that, we (laughs) – it doesn't have to be complicated. Thank you. Thank you. That's the way you guys did it in the 90s, right? Uh, that, that's how it, to, it went. Give it to 22 at the end of the game. That's and how it went. It just – I understand that offenses are wide open, but still the playmakers are limited. The guys that can change games 
limited. A lot, a lot of times last year we were like, why did he call this play? Yeah. Why did why did he call this play to this guy in this situation? You know, when you got this guy. And, and I think Kellum has learned. I think I think Coach McCarthy has learned. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll let this guy do what he needs to do. But I think Coach McCarthy, and, and nobody said nothing to me, I think Coach McCarthy said, hey, hey, we, we, we can do a better play than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just believe that, man, because – I ain't never seen a coach get on the hot seat after one year, of, and it was oh, a pandemic yes. year. Yes. Coaches yes. on the hot seat. I mean, like everybody's happy. Training camp is over now. Oh, oh, 21, 21, whatever. Coach on the hot seat. Not, yes. with, not with the ownership. The fans waiting. They waiting. And if we don't start out right, oh, come on, man. They're going to eat Coach McCarthy up. Oh, no, look, look. The, the pressure is on him. The yeah. pressure is on him. The, the bloom blows, is off the blow, rose. Blows my mind. Yeah, the bloom yeah. the bloom is off the rose. <laughs> That's right. Everyone wants to know, hey, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, but was the success that he had in Green Bay due to his play calling and right. team management or due to Aaron Rodgers being a special player? And so he hears all of that, and he knows he has to do a much better coaching job this year than he did last year. And so – that's what we need to see from him. Hey, the hard knocks. I mean, I, I'm not for hard knocks. You know, especially. Oh, you don't like that? Look, I'm sure you'll get a couple couple nah, nah, cameos nah, nah, and nah, spot nah, appearances. Nah, They're going to nah, flash you up in there. About, I don't care nothing about that. All I care about is I need I need 11 wins. And and hard knocks is, is like the Madden deal. I love Mr. Madden, but that curse will fall on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that curse will fall on you. You need 11 wins. I need 11 wins. 11 and 6. Yeah, I need 11 wins. I need 11 wins. That's the minimum. Now, I wrote down on the realistic chart that due to us, us being the worst, the East being the worst, you know, 9, 10, 11, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it takes because we got a bad, bad division. But I just don't see us being that bad if this defense can mature by the sixth game. Well, here's, here's the thing about the defense. I'm going to put more of the onus on the offense. The Cowboys' best defense is their offense. I agree, 100%. And so, and so the way that they play on offense can dictate the way that Dan Quinn plays on defense. Yes, and so sir. you talked about throwing early, running late. The best thing that the Cowboys can do is to be ultra-aggressive in the first half with the pass so they now can force the opponent to chase points. Take the run game off the table for the opponent, allow the pass rushers to get on the field, and play defense that way. Cowboys defense doesn't need to be a top 10 defense. It only needs to be in the middle of the pack, not give up big plays, not allow the ball to fly over the head, but allow the offense. The pressure is on the offense. The offense needs to play at an A level every week for them to win. When the offense doesn't play at an A level, it has to go to them because all the money's really tied up on that side. The stars are on that side. The offense has to show up each week. And if you get some contribution from the defense, you tip your hat to them. Dictate tempo. I've been saying it for two, three years. The shows that we do, I need for Kellum more, Coach Moore, and Dak to dictate tempo. You have the talent to dictate. Let's talk about, I mean, you said it, all eyes were on four today at practice. All eyes are going to be, he got the money. Oh, yeah. With the money comes the attention, comes the criticism. I think Dak has taken steps every year in his career. He started out. A little mm-hmm. bit below middle of the pack, eased his way in the middle of the pack. Now he's out of the middle of the pack. But I think there's still some speculation. Is he an elite passer in this league? Is he in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Brady, um, 
Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Is he ready? He's seven eight, but is he? Is this year? Is he going to prove to us that he's worth that money and he is an elite quarterback in the NFL? Oh, I think he's a top five player at the position. I think when you talk about Dak Prescott, and we use the last two years as, as a sample size. See, because the first couple of years it was, oh, he's a game manager. They got everything around him. They got a great offensive line. They got Zeke. They have this. All he has to do is just manage the game. So then the challenge was put on him, hey, you got to do more in the passing game. But the last couple of years we've seen him do more in the passing game. He is a top-five player in the same vein that Russell Wilson is a top-five player at the position. When the Seattle Seahawks are at their best, they're running the ball, and there's still a bit of a pitch count on Russell Wilson. I would say for Dallas, I don't need to see Dak Prescott throw the ball 40 times a game. I think that sweet spot is 30 to 35, with most of those attempts coming early in the game or in the fourth quarter when it's got to have it time. Mm-hmm. It still needs to be a team where, look, just because we paid him what we paid him, it still needs to run through 21. It still needs to run through 21 in the offensive line and allow him to complement whatever they do. He needs to be good enough when we need you, not when we have to always put it on you. That's what he has to be. Hey, step up and make the plays when we need it, but it doesn't have to be every game has to be all on number four. Nate, you need to call Jesse and Kurt as soon as you get off the oh, they, show. We, we, we take the and show. And you need to tell them. Yeah. To listen to Bucky, because you got a buddy. Well, you ain't never well, let him go back to the break. <laughs> you ain't never let him go back somebody to the break. That's your boy now. I'm sitting scrambling in my mind so I can go to Derek and see like somebody can get traded. You know I mean? I'm just being honest. They've been that miss too many shows. It's gonna be a trade. Rap folks deadline. Oh man. So you, you feel like Dak is is a top five guy? Is he a guy that? can put this team on his shoulders now when they need him to go run the, run the field in two minutes and win a game? That's the only thing from keeping him from being in that elite. conversation with those, mm-hmm. those guys, right? So we talk about elite being the VIP club. Right now he's right behind the velvet ropes. He's waiting for the doorman to let him in. But everyone's like, ah, I need to see a little bit more, and that more has to come in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We have to see him. I don't want to see the Cowboys behind but we have to see him if they're behind by a score in the fourth quarter, game's on the line, and it's got to have it time. Can he make those got to have it plays? We want to have the same feeling that everyone has when Tom Brady gets the ball at two minutes. What do you feel? Oh, it's over. It's game a wrap. over. Yep. It's a wrap. Yep. It's the same thing. That is the next level for him. When they get the ball with two minutes, how do you feel if you're a Cowboys fan? Do you look at it half full or half empty? Because if you feel half full about it, like, oh, number four has it, we got two minutes left, no timeouts, it doesn't matter. It's the same way we used to feel way back in the day with Roger Staubach. Yes, sir. That's what it is. If he can do that, then it's next level for him. I, I remember, man, we used to be playing, bro, and we had those games because we played that. We played to be either up, down by a few points in that four-minute mark, and we could see it in the other players' eyes. We could see it, man. Troy was going to make the necessary throws. And we're just bringing 22 at you. You can see those players, like, tensing up. You know, don't want to make a mistake because they know it's coming, man. And, and, and that's what it is. Having been on the other side of those yeah. Cowboys teams <laughs> yeah. and you guys doing all that clutching and holding out, out <laughs> on the line and playmakers slapping guys around and not getting calls, I know that, that, sense of, that sense of desperation when the Cowboys have it, you just wonder how you're going to do it. And I honestly believe that team should be the model for how this team plays. So everything that Nate talks about from an experience standpoint, it's the same blueprint, same game plan. It'll look differently because of the personnel, 
but the same blueprint. Throw it early, run it late, and the magic number for me is 32. When the Cowboys have 32 minutes of time of possession, yes, sir. they're allowing the defense to play fewer snaps, fewer opportunities. So when Nate talks about controlling the tempo, most people think tempo is, oh, play fast, fast, fast. No, tempo is dictating, hey, this week, we're going to play a little turtle tempo. We're going to slow it down. We're going to drain the clock. And we're going to make the team feel the pressure of having to defend the run. Other times, it's, hey, let's jump into it, go yeah. frenetic, go fast-paced, throw it all over the yard. Being able to dictate the tempo fast or slow, depending on what the other team's offense has, that's how you got to play your offense as if you're playing defense. i tell you what, if, if being elite, the only thing holding Dak back is putting this team on his shoulders when he needs to, I'm not ever betting against that man. As a man and as a football player, he has overcome a lot of stuff in his life, and I would never bet against the guy. So my money's on, hey, if that's all he needs to do, elite status, here we come. Here we come, Nate. Now, now you sound like booting holes there, man. I mean, what? On, man. You need a hug, Nate? I love this man. Oh, what he does. I do. He's, oh, he's, he's a good old Louisiana on, boy, on, and he's on, overcome on, the Nate. odds. Come on, get come on, on board, He better just win some football games. <laughs> I don't care nothing about all that hugging and kissing. <laughs> no, I'm with you, Buck. That's like no, I, I mean, go like, track some time. I no, love these guys. Look, man, he, he is, he is a rare player, but it's different now. Now, you know, when you we get the big change in your pocket, there's, there's a lot of pressure, and the pressure is not really from outside. It's internal. Because it, it, it works against you because now he's a $40 million man. Does he feel the need to prove to the football world, this is why they paid me $40 million? And more importantly, does the organization feel the need to validate and justify why they gave him that money? Because it's one thing to pay the people what they're worth from a market standpoint. It's another thing to play them the right way so they can be at their best. That's the thing that the Cowboys have to determine. What is the best way to play with Dak Prescott to consistently get to the winner, sir? Oh, that's sweet. That, that, that's good stuff. That, that, that brother, you, you're hitting it so right on point, man, because, you know, the pressure from inside, you know, uh, ownership, uh, the coaches, you know, get out of character, you know, not for themselves but for him. And so, uh, but do they – do they look for something a little bit different? Do they, how do they make adjustments? Like we saw him booting out a lot, a lot more today. Mm. You know, maybe just something that let everybody know Dak can run. But what's, what's your plan? I mean, we hear the 32 passes, the 33 passes. Is that where it ends? Does he still run or does he uh, not do that? Uh, I think what you want to do is, mm -hmm. like before, he was, he was kind of invincible, right? Yes. He was strong, powerful. Whenever I looked at Dak at Dallas in the red zone, I still had visions of the guy that was at Mississippi State. Right, right. Putting the ball in. Like, he okay. could put a ball in. He was great on those quarterback draws and those things. Well, now we've seen, look, he runs. He, he popped his ankle. So, you don't yeah. want to do it as much. However, I still want to use the threat of the vision that's in our mind, the athletic Dak, right. to put the defense in a bind. And so – the reason why it stood out to me, the amount of bootlegs that they, just, they ran in practice, mm -hmm. is because I think when you look at what I would say mid-level quarterbacks, I'll say Baker Mayfield, I'll say Kirk Cousins, I'll say Jimmy Garoppolo. When you notice what those teams have been able to do, all coming out of the Shanahan system, stretch bootleg combinations. Stretch run game to the front side, bootleg coming out the back door. 
part of it is you use the threat of the quarterback run to keep the backside defensive end from chasing. So that enhances your running game. But also, when you start doing the bootleg part of the passing game with the threat of the run, because I don't care what anyone says about Zeke last year being the fat guy, every defensive coordinator is still standing in front of his team saying, we got to stop 21. Mm -hmm. So when 21 goes that way, it separates the defense. So now when those guys are crossing, you have the opportunity for more big plays, more chunk plays in the passing game, off-play action. That's what I think is the next level for this offense. All right, before we get out of here, I have, I have a feeling I know your answer. Mm. I'm going to write it down on my hand and show right. everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who is – who? each one of you, who is your pet cat this training camp? Who are you, who are you looking oh. at and who do you want to see succeed mm. in this training camp? Oh, I'm a little different this year because I have two players. But one of them isn't playing. Uh, Gallimore is one of them. Oh. And uh, – That's and, a big cat. Yeah, and um, – Siamese, I need, and I need it for Tristan Hill oh, to show up. I blew it. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. Oh. Because what, I'm, what, I, what I am focusing on after today, because I was all O-line, and I see Lyle is moving well, so I'm good. So now my next focus, the next practice, is going to be the D-line and looking at them and trying to learn these players. I don't know them. Trying to learn these players with no pads on. But that, that, that is – if our defense matures – within six games, to be that middle-of-the-pack defense, we're looking at something special this year. So We need our inside so everything else can flourish. So Gallimore and Tristan, Tristan Hill. Tristan, yeah, but I, we have to go another route maybe with somebody else because Tristan Hill is on pup. Okay, pick another guy because I don't uh, want to be I'll right. have to look at him. i have to look at him. What happened to 98, Nate? We've been talking about 98 since OTAs. You don't the, want to – The rookie – Still has to learn. Oh. I, I love the Kentucky. You're not going to pick him because yeah, he's a rookie? I, no, I, I got to see what Coach, Coach Quinn's playing. Okay. Coach, you know, you he is me. a six-round pick. I mean, I was a free agent. I'm not knocking that. I was a free agent. I thought he was going to be your pet cat. Mm. I, I love him. But, but I got to go with the veteran guys. But since we get, don't have Tristan Hill, I will look at him. But bash him. I'm going to look at him. It's, it. I need for two guys to show up in the middle, three technique and a one seat. I need for somebody to show up because if they don't show up, then D-Law is going to be ineffective. Gregory is going to be ineffective. Our linebackers are going to be running the hump. I need some guys in the middle that's going to eat, that's going to eat up some bodies. All right. What about you, Bucky? I mean, I, I, I like that, and I like your premise. All championship defense have to be strong right down the middle. But I'm going to go on the outside because I think this is probably reminiscent to how you right. guys won it when you had – who's was Kevin Smith on the outside? Yes, yes, sir. You had another young guy. Was Larry Brown yeah, at the Brown time? Two younger. So I'm going to go outside to those corners. And I'm going to think about Nation Wright and Kelvin Joseph because those guys are going to be under a lot of pressure on the outside. In that defense, there's no hiding. You're not rolling up the corner. You're not playing cover two of them with safety over top. They have to be able to win their one-on-one -on -one battles. So can those guys hold up on the outside when all of the balls are going in their direction? When the quarterback looks and sees 24 and 40, they're going to throw the ball to the rookies. How do they withstand the storm that is about to come? Because if they can just hold up, and they don't have to be perfect, but as long as it doesn't fly over their head, they'll be fine. So those are the, the guys that I'm watching. Wright and Joseph, can those young guys get on the field? Oh, Even with Diggs, because Diggs is a second-year player, but he's young. He's going to get a lot of heat too. Those young guys on the island have to be able to hold their own. I like it. Well, fellas – I think we're out of time. Nate, I'm glad you found a best friend today. Work on recruiting him. 
Who are we kicking off? No, nah, we can't, man. We have to offer cash or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping my guys, man. I got a core guys. I got to keep them. So, so we got to get some cash. But what, you know, he said big sponsor. I'm leaving up you to go find a big sponsor. So we get so recruiting. Just way him out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he a money lover. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't say that. I, I said sponsor because I know you got all those sponsors. You got all those things. I, I see the, the stuff That's what comes I'm saying. up. You want some underwear? I mean, I don't really. We, hey, we can definitely get you some some, some uh, chicken thighs. I was yeah, going to say wings, but, yeah. you know, that's a shortage going on. So yeah. our show is sponsored by Wingstop back yeah. home. Wingstop so. chicken thighs, Rick Ross. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Fellas, <laughs> Nate, let's do it after every practice. 3 yeah. o'clock Pacific time after every practice, we will be camping out. Bucky, you come back anytime you want. You have an open seat, and if the seat ain't open, we'll kick whoever's in it out, and it will be open for right you. Right of his Derek. Fine. <laughs> for Bucky, we got him. We, we got him. We, we go can to give work. Derek the book. Let's go. So, Bucky, thanks for joining us, man. Good it stuff. Awesome. It was good awesome. Good stuff. Nate, awesome. good stuff as always. Wow, man. Chris, William, thanks for keeping us on the air, keeping the live streams going. Everybody, all eight of you that tuned into this show, thank you for showing up. <laughs> Let's try to grow that number to 10 on Saturday. Tomorrow we have the day off, but we will be back on Saturday after practice. The pads come on. Let the hitting begin. Football's back, baby. Let's go. Thanks for joining us. This has been Camping Out. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!